Yeah, kid. Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. My name is Charles, aka the Handsome Home Buyer, aka Captain Permit Levy. Bring it home for me, man. AKA. Yes, that was awesome, bro. You don't even have a little bit of Spanish in you. You know who is bilingual? Captain Permit. No, not you are. No, no, Captain Permit. I'm not Captain Permit. Mike's Captain Permit. Oh, I don't Mike know. Is Captain We're the collective. We're Captain Permit. You're not. I didn't introduce you yet. You're not so. Oh, close okay. to, all right. Captain Permit. 516-513-8838. If you need plans, you need permits, if you need anything real estate related, interior alterations, commercial, new construction, we do it coast to coast, tip to tip. And by that, I mean Elmont to Montauk and everything in between. The real estate market is on fire. Right. Right. True. Right. On fire. There is permit drama everywhere. Sign off on that permit drama. Today's guest. Can't get in the the building. Permit drama everywhere. If you want the most comprehensive team that I would dare to say is the best looking permit team in the business, (laughs) be honest. (laughs) Totally true. Yeah. I mean, that's not saying much. Most permit guys are like 350 pounds with, you know, hairy ears and no hair up top. Regardless, we still have the title. 516-513-8838. 516-513-8838. Obviously, I'm the handsome home buyer. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, human waste floating past the basement steps. I'm quick. I'm easy. I want to buy it. 516-777. Sold. Quick plug. Lotusquotes.com. L-O-T-U-S-Q-U-O-T-E-S. Did I get that right? E-S? Yes. E-S. Yes. Quotes. Yes. No apostrophe, yes. Yeah, no, no, no S, yes. <laughs> I almost, uh, quick tip before we go into that. Second grade, I can't really spell. Did you know I can't really spell? I didn't know that. You've read enough of my text messages to know that I can't spell. I, I often assume you're using Siri when you're texting. No. It's fine. No, no, that's me. Siri doesn't make those kind of mistakes. <laughs> Only I make those kind okay. of mistakes. So second grade, I can't spell. My mom goes, to the, no, first grade, Mrs. Wyman. Second grade was Mrs. Smithy. She was awesome. Mrs. Wyman, she sucked. She wanted to leave me back. Anyway, my mom goes to Mrs. Wyman. And she's like, yo. My son cannot spell. What are we going to do about this? And she says, don't worry, they have spell check. (laughs) And to this day, my spelling still sucks. I screw up the two, the your, although I'm starting to get better. Oh, this is true. Yes. And I have been known to correct you because I think it's that's a loving friendship sort of thing to do. Yes. And I love you for it. Is correct you. What's the difference between the two, that's the T-O and the T-O-O? We're still doing this? Yeah. Okay. This, so, is, this is real. This is for me. Two, These podcasts so, are for me, two. by the way. <laughs> so two, uh, two, if you're saying T-O-O, okay. you're going somewhere as well. Two. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to the store. That's not, that's two, T-O. Come on. You see? But T-O-O is, is a, as well, also inclusive. Okay. Right. Got it. Two. Use it in a sentence for me. Um, I'm going to sell, uh, well, more See, houses. See, it's not than, that easy. Well, more houses than I did this year. Next year, two would make sense. But if I, you know, two as well, also. So regardless, the message here is kids, if you're out there listening and you sucked in high school and or college or elementary school, whatever it is, I think it's better if you did well, because if I could go back, I would. But the good news is you could still take over the world and not know the difference between two, T-O, and T-O-O. Yeah. Okay. So today's guest is fabulous. She is, how long have I known you for? Feels like forever. Uh, Well, four years in the business. I think I met you like very early on. You did, you were at, uh, at our office. Is that when I met you first time? Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe a YPN event or something like that. I don't even remember it. I just feel like we've been in each other's lives forever. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Even though you haven't been in real estate, you've been in real estate for four years? Four years this year, yeah. I've August. been in real estate 
six years at the end of this. Newbies. Um, she is a Canadian transplant. <laughs> True. She loves raw bacon. Huh? <laughs> I like raw meat. All meat, raw. Huh? <laughs> This is a G-rated show. It's true, though. I do. I like it undercooked, bloody. Please, no. Smell like a little, like, no! death, you know? No. She has made an <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> transformation in her life, which we're going to hear all about, which is the theme of today's podcast no. over the last few years. And I've watched it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, like, a half a percent credit and feel like since I was along for the ride, I was, I was part of that. Even if I didn't, just humor me. She is, I think, going to be the number one agent in this fiscal year for Exit Real Estate Achieve out in Smithtown, which is an awesome place to work. It is amazing. I love your broker. Thank you. She she's fucking rocks. She's the best. And most brokers suck, but she rocks. She's the best. Tanya Plakis. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's good to see you. So good Usually to see we you. have our breakfast meetings. I haven't seen you for a breakfast meeting in quite some time because you are busy, which is cool, which I really like. Yeah, but we need to figure that out. We, we need, need to time get that. back to the raw bacon. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We need to get back to the raw I, I don't do the raw bacon, but you can like do the raw bacan. He eats like pancakes and waffles. No, and I've been like, I've been good. Really? I'm like, I'm getting shredded. I've been riding 25 miles at a clip on the bike. I've been doing the whole, um, not as many carbs. It's the carbs well, that I get you. I've like you don't you do have it. this problem, but I, men have this problem. Like, But I also don't really like, you know, carbs aren't like my You're a very go -to. disciplined person. Like when you have the day from hell and you come home and you just want to stress eat, what do you eat? Frozen grapes. <laughs> no, no. I used to drink wine. Okay. Regularly, like on the daily at the end of the day, especially as soon as it got, ooh, it's cold. I, it's okay for me to drink a, a glass of wine, which would then be half a bottle and then you can't let it go bad. So the next day you'd have the rest of it. So my you know? equivalent of that is is ice cream. So I will take the cover off the pint of ice cream and just finish it all because you just can't let it go bad. Yeah, I, that might be a male thing actually because I witnessed that at home quite a bit too. Yeah? If there's, yeah, yeah. If there's, yeah. I don't really stress eat. No? No. Levi, you stress eat? Levy, sorry. Levi. Oh, Fuck. It was that thing with the jeans that you showed me this morning <laughs> that fucked me up. It's my dog's name, Levi, the best poodle in the world. He is the best poodle in the world. He doodly do. So. Really? I want to get some background on you so everybody knows. Yes. You were not born here. I was not. You have not been here all that long. December 23rd is one decade. Which is not, I mean, not that long. No. That's like, and you've traveled around and done quite a bit. Yeah. You are a, you are a, a kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking an immigrant? for? immigrant? No. Because <laughs> I am an you immigrant. You are like a... Um, you're a nomad, but you're not. You're like a controlled nomad. Like you, like <laughs> mentally and spiritually, you always want to be roaming. Totally. But like, you're you're hanging out for right now. That is a beautiful way to describe it. That's so kind. I could of have said it. I could have said it better. It wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be, but you get the point. Yeah, it's it means that you know me very well because yeah. that's it's true. So yeah. give us a little background about Canada, your upbringing, parents, and what ultimately brought you to Long Island, New York. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a steel town called Hamilton, Ontario, which is a uh, shout out to Hamilton Hammer. Um, now is a very big city. It's combined with some other cities, uh, but, you know, super blue collar. Um, my folks were not wealthy at all. Definitely had a challenging um, upbringing for sure. And uh, we moved a lot. Uh, we never really had one place that we stayed for too long. We certainly didn't own a home at any time. And I kind of continued that, that thread along 
for quite some time in my life and moved out when I was very young, dropped out of high school, moved out on my own when I was 16. And I didn't uh, know that. yeah. You didn't, yeah. you didn't finish high school? No, I'm still not a graduate of high school. Wow. Which is pretty kind of crazy, actually. And, you know, interestingly enough, I could never speak that out loud. It was like this very deep, dark secret until recently. So okay. I'm sort of like checking out the psychology of that because I happen to be proud of something. So now I can kind of literate that I did not. I have 15 high school credits. Interesting. I hope the Department of State doesn't watch this because I think you're supposed to have graduated. I don't school. know. I think it's it's different here. We, yeah. don't, we don't do credits. Right. In, oh, so uh, I don't in know. In America, we don't do credits. What is it? Points? No, it's just grades. You just. GPA? Oh. You have a. G, you have a what is it called? GPA. Well, when I went to high school, it was like A, B, C, D, E. I think it depends on where you go. But in America, we don't uh, we don't do credits. We do credits in college, but not in high school. Oh. So, I mean, listen, when I really think about it and look back, I, I say this all the time. Sorry, teachers. I think education, <laughs> I think public school is failing people all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. And fortunately for us, we're in a time period where education is important, but that formal education or having that stamp isn't so important. Like, right. You could have a doctorate. If you aren't good at what you do, you're not selling 50 houses a year. Right. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what you have, how much education you've had. Yeah. So I totally agree. Keep it coming. I'm, oh, learning, okay. I'm learning more. So, um, so I traveled a lot. I, when I dropped out, I got jobs in restaurant business, which I think totally helped me do what I do today. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a perfect business for young people to get involved in, um, pre COVID <laughs> where you could really interact with people and, and see their pleasure and see them happy with something you're doing. You're sort of making their day. Um, but I made great money, which I thought was amazing money. I'd never had more money in my life. And, and I, it was cash and I would work during the day in a, in a restaurant, like a family restaurant and in the evenings in a pub, um, or multiple pubs. And I just thought I, I had all this money. So I left and I went to Australia with a backpack by myself. And I ran out of money in like two weeks, but I didn't come home for a, for a long time. And, uh, but that was like, you know, the late nineties. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just coasted around and did different things. I worked in a hospital for a long time. Um, and then I got my uh, diploma, I guess, like an associate's degree considered mm -hmm. here in medical massage therapy. Okay. Which really doesn't lend to anything that I'm doing now, but it ended up getting me here because I met my ex-husband, who's a great guy, Milo. We've talked about Milo many times. I what love is Milo. Up, Milo. I love Milo and I've never <laughs> even met him. He's a great person. And my current husband, I've done this a couple times, would agree that Milo's a great guy. But anyway, so I, I moved I thought you were going to say that you've accidentally called him Milo and I was going to say that's bad. No, I have not done that, thank God. <laughs> so um, Milo I met and uh, I moved to Garden City area. I was there for five years. And then I got divorced and I met my current husband and moved out to Suffolk County. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And I was really not doing anything particularly... You know, I, I was working in an in industry where I was helping people and I certainly, you know, had a great connection with people. I worked in, in the fitness industry, yeah. uh, CrossFit Garden City. I was there for many years and loved it. And, um, you know, really that a big part of my business started out because of the relationships that I created at CrossFit Garden City. So I'm curious to know because everybody loves Canadians. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I love you guys too. It's not like, you know, I'm not upset about it, but I went to Europe when I was 25 on this thing called Kentucky tour with 25 Canadians and like love seven Kentucky. Americans. Canadians love Kentucky. Oh, you did Kentucky? I did in Australia. So I'm walking around France and people give me dirty looks and I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, listen to your accent. 
But everybody loves the Canadians everywhere you go. They're like, they're yelling at me about George Bush. I'm like, I don't know Bush. Like, I'm not in his cabinet. You can't be, I don't know what he's doing. And I'm also 25. I don't know anything. Right. Right. But everybody loves the Canadians. I know. So even Americans will put like a Canadian backpack uh, flag on their backpack and travel. So that you're not so. Really? I mean, probably not ne- these days. Nobody would, you know, people love, love us here in America, but um, we won't put this in the podcast as part. No, everything goes in the podcast. We don't edit this. Everything. Yeah, goes everything. In the sorry. Milo too. Milo. <laughs> yeah, this Milo. It's okay, fine. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um. So it kind of sounds to me, and and again, I, I know you really well, but the cool thing about these podcasts is when you talk to people, you get to like know them on a different level. You continue to like peel the layers away. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like you've been trying to can we can we talk about how old you are? Do we want to do that? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm gonna turn 41 in two weeks. How how old are you? I will be turning 43 in uh, April. Okay. So I'm still 42. So until like a recent kind of like, you know, just shift in your mindset and mentality, which yeah. we'll, we'll get to in the not so distant future, it seems like you've been trying to find yourself for 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I've been trying to do. Really not, uh, yeah, that's not, a, not really any roots, you know, um, pretty transient in a, in a, in a, not in a bad way, but in a good way, curious, you know, really didn't like I have friends all over, but they're still my friends. I can go and, and still continue to, you know, create, make new relationships. It never really affected me to have to be somewhere for, for very long. But yeah, it started to show up the older I got that I have to figure out something to do that's going to, I'll enjoy. Yeah. And apparently I have to earn a living, you know? So I want (laughs) to, I want to kind of talk about that process, right? Because I think 99% of people, like I know you love what you do. Like you help people, you love people, love people. I do. Right? I really like people too and I I love what I do. Every day I wake up, I'm like, it's awesome. People are like, oh, we need to slow down and enjoy life. I'm like, I am enjoying life. This is enjoyment, right? right? So, but the process to figure out what you love or want to do is very difficult. And, um... You've done a lot of different things and tested a lot of things, which I think is very good, right? How how else do you figure out what you really love? But I'm curious to know about like what that process was like for you. I I, I think it's just sort of showed up. My my husband actually said, "Why don't you get your real estate license?" Um, but even before that, forget about real estate. Like you had a bunch. You you've done everything. Yeah. Fitness world, bartending, massage therapy. I'm sure there's a laundry list of other stuff that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So what was it you were just you were just trying different things. You were curious. You, you know, you weren't exactly happy in your career and you're like, I'm going to just keep plugging away until I find something I love. Yeah, what I was the never mindset? I had there? A really a career. I think massage therapy, I, you know, worked at a, an amazing clinic and I had a, a great following there. Mm-hmm. That was probably the closest to feeling like connected to something that I could have for many years. But when I moved here, it just some, wasn't something I could continue so easily. I had to get re, you know, it was just, wasn't something, it was a big obstacle and I saw it yeah. as an obstacle. So therefore it wasn't going to happen. But was I, it so when you say that, was it that you just in retrospect, you just didn't love it that much? Or were you were you quickly kind of because now you power through everything, right? Yeah. And I, I think. I think the shift is that. Well, there's a lot of great things about real estate. I mean, you could really do this, have this career un, un, and never retire. Yeah, we could do this until we Forever. literally drop. Right? In any capacity you want, big, small, yeah. medium, anything. You have you have great referral sources, you have a team, whatever it is, whatever capacity that you want to function in this, you could always earn some form of passive income or, 
you know, so at the time that wasn't something that was was stood out because I didn't even understand that that was possible. But when I understood, when I took away, so this is probably not something that I should say, but when I took away the house, the physical structure okay. that I didn't really feel connected to, like I don't watch Love It or List It and like, you know, drink wine and have a party. And that is a pretty cool show. I've never seen it okay. actually. But I, I don't I don't feel this like great connection to real estate. Right. Uh, honestly, that's interesting to the, to the house itself. But that's OK. That's not and I'm, lear- I'm growing into it because I'm starting to understand more things and I see differences and now I have more knowledge. So, yes, I feel like a, a little bit more comfortable, I guess, or confident. But okay. it, it, once I realized that, oh, this is a place where people create memories. Right. Oh, this is a place where all oh, your mother passed away and we need to figure out a solution so that you and your siblings can move on with your life or, oh, this is a place where you're going to be having a new baby. It's time for you to move up and, and have a, as soon as there was like this connection with like people and I get to be a part of this big intimate experience with this family or, or person, uh, it, it was, it was like mind blowing for me. So I want to talk about you know? that because I remember you, when you first got into real estate and you were like, you had your license and you were into real estate, but you really weren't like, you were like, 10% in and like 90% into like coaching CrossFit and doing like 14 other things. Totally. Right. And I know you as a person, like you have this need to feel connected to people. Absolutely. That's like, that's just something that we're all wired, how we're wired, you're you're wired that way. Yeah. So you weren't, I mean, let's call it what it is. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. When you were in real estate and you weren't putting all your effort into it, you weren't doing a lot of business because you were doing 4 million other different things. Yeah, totally. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know what it is, so I'm really excited to hear what happened. All of a sudden, one day, you turned into like a savage listing, <laughs> selling, you know, 100,000 miles on your car every year beast. Yeah. Uh, there was It was a particular experience. And, I, and, and you know, I'm going to give my husband some credit on this one because he had said many, many, many times, you know, and when he would say these types of comments to me, it, to me, it was like a jab and it felt so personal. Um, but really what he was trying to do was, was help me. And, and, and it did. So he would say things like, yeah, well, if you just want to punch a clock for the rest of your life and pay someone else's mortgage and, and help someone else, you know, acquire wealth, that's your, that's your deal. That's interesting. And I would be so offended by that because I am working 15 hours a day. You know, I'm, I'm busting my ass. He's like, for who you come home, totally shot, opening a bottle of wine, having a few glasses, you're exhausted. You don't feel well. We're not doing great. You know, w- what exactly is going on here? And it, that was sort of a few different things in my life that I did, but it was one particular job um, that I really wanted to help him grow, help the company grow and just sort of see. And I couldn't get my head around any of it. I couldn't I couldn't get in front of it. I couldn't get behind it. I couldn't get enough hours in. And there really just wasn't it wasn't a platform for me to do that because the what, if I took a fraction of that energy, which was what I was told by a few different people and put it, I think you actually mentioned this too, put that into something else that is, 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 is my own business. Mm-hmm. Imagine what will happen. So it was like a snowy, snowy day. And there was, you know, a bunch of things going on at the, at this particular place. And I came home and I remember sitting on my stairs right when I walk in and I sat down and I just broke <laughs> I was like, I can't, I literally can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I have to quit. I just can't do this. And, and Steve said, you got it, do it. I thank God, do it. But what am I going to do? He's like, you'll figure it out. Interesting. 
So I sent the email and That's I very got up. Yeah. And I went downstairs and I sat down on my floor and I had a Wayne Dyer book and I had a, a, the internet. So I had f- tons of information at my fingertips. And I said, I'm going to fix my brain. I'm going to fix my right. brain. Because you would, I don't know if you remember telling me this, but I remember, I think this was kind of like mid transformation or maybe just after whatever it was. You told me like, and you would like, you would work so freaking hard. But on the other, you would tell me that you're working super hard and I see it, but you almost felt like guilty about making money. Like you kind of felt like you didn't deserve it. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Which is very interesting, which I never really understood. Yeah. And that's like, that's kind of the culmination of, of all, of all this stuff is that, you know, super personal stuff going on here. This is Dr. Phil <laughs> session. <laughs> I, actually, I love it. <laughs> I actually didn't ask you the one question I ask everybody, which is, is there anything you don't want to talk about? No, no, no. We just went right into it. I actually it. am totally, I hope you guys are into this because I'm, you know, it. look, the, the point is that I didn't grow up with, with much. And I think I found a way to create DNA in my body that said, you know, you're not meant for it. And it's like a four letter word. You know, like wealth is not something I just had no concept. In fact, I had less concept living in Canada mm-hmm. under the, the the way that I, I existed. Then when I moved here, it was very, very like blatant that there's wealth and opulence. And, you know, people are I, I, it was a lifestyle I knew nothing about. And I didn't particularly feel comfortable because I certainly couldn't connect to it. And I still don't really feel connected to certain things. And I think you're kind of this way as well. Like I, I really want to always keep my feet on the ground no yeah. matter what. But I, I really didn't think that abundance was something that was meant for me. And that was okay because if I could just live within my means and I just make enough to get by, like that was really comfortable for me. So it was actually really uncomfortable <laughs> for me to say, I'm not going to punch someone else's clock. I'm going to put in many, as many hours into my own business as I was for someone else's small business and, and see what happens. And now I'm like, I still like, I, I, I'm still shocked. I'm shocked at what helping other people consistently doing the same things consistently. Uh, When I need a little rest, I get to take it. When I need to go harder, I, I go a little harder, but how that, like how that's changing my life, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. I'm still like amazed. Go back to the Wayne Dyer thing, because like we had the scene set and then we yeah. like yeah, yeah. jumped around. So I sat on the floor for like two weeks, maybe more <laughs> every day. I would like I was very quiet. I didn't say much. I didn't um, I didn't communicate a lot. I didn't go into the office. I was like, I don't know what I need to do, but I need to fix something because my brain was negative. My my environment was negative. My thoughts, my words I spoke were negative. I wasn't I wasn't I was so far from from where I am now. So I was like, who can my teachers be, you know? And so it sort of, it drifted into many different things and then just some, um, just several different books that I was reading, but I would write journal and I would try to move my body a little bit, journal, read, you know, the the savers, like morning, early morning, quiet stuff, silence, Mm -hmm. you know, just whatever I could do to kind of change the way that I was letting thoughts come into my mind. And I would write things down and the next day I would look at it and say, wow, like I can't, I can't, that's it. Every day I could physically see, you know, a bit of a, of a shift. And then I just started going to the office, you know, and there were people there that were really instrumental. I'd watch them and listen to them and, and learn, you know, quietly. But there was a, a few people that were really helpful. And, and I knew that if I just kept being the person I am, 
surround myself with people who were way smarter than me, which, you know, I, uh, I, that's, that's key, right? I mean, we, we can't do our job without any of the resources we have. And where I really think I personally have one of the best teams and I can make a phone call at any point in time and, and, and find a solution to a problem. You know? Um, I think a really simple thing that you do that people like people always ask me like, Oh, how do you be successful? And I, and I give them this answer, which is really simple, which is exactly what you do, but people, they don't get it. You get it, but they don't get it, which is be a good person. Right. So you're not out there being like, Oh, I want to sell this million dollar home. Or I want to sell as many as possible. You're like I want to help as many people as possible. And if I help as many people, if I help all these people get what they want, ultimately I'm going to get what I want, but it's just, it's just a byproduct of it. It's not like why you do what you do. Yeah. And, and get what I want. Like there's the kind of the trick, right? I don't really know, like as far as monetary or what are my goals? I still am like, that's a whole nother two weeks on the floor mm-hmm. or three after the, after the original two weeks on the floor. Yeah. That's like a separate two okay. weeks that might happen maybe on the week of Christmas or something where, okay. I, where I kind of, you know, implement some goal because I really don't know, I, I you know, I can be, I'm gonna be like a chipmunk. Like it's happening and don't touch it. And, and you know, I just, it's, 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 abundance is a weird thing. I think if you've never really experienced that, you know? Well, and I also know this is really important. I think for a lot of, you know, newbies too in the business, I mean, I'm still totally new, but I remember watching like a panel of, of, of like top producers multiple times, different places, and never thinking that any one of them ever had a failure or that they never had a deal that died, or they never had a client that d- turned their back on them, or, or they just never had a failure. It was just something I, I assumed to be true. And at any point in time, if we don't keep doing what we're doing and the r- way that we're doing it, this could be, this doesn't stay this way. It's not just you press play and it continues to go. You have to improve and keep trying and and, and never really stop because this is, this is our life now. And being a real estate agent, right? yeah, and being a real estate agent is, is hard. Like what we do is really hard. You can't turn off. It's 24 seven. Yeah. And I think people don't also understand that being a realtor, you happen to be, have an amazing family and team at Exit Achieve, right? I mean, I'm so grateful. Which oh I'd God. like to talk about in a second. But for the most part, agents are on their own. Like yeah. I have agents DM me like daily who are like, yo, should I go to a different brokerage? My broker doesn't do anything. My split sucks. And my broker's not helping me. I'm like, are, are you getting great education? You getting this? They're like, no, we're not getting anything. Tell them to call me. <laughs> please <laughs> I will help them find the way it's but that's like you know and I guess that's something I want to talk about a little bit later on down the road with you but um as far as like you know building a team in the future and all that mm. but um it's it's hard it's a lot of work like if you don't get up every day and go out and grind seven days a week and if you're a realtor you're really not going to start making money for six to twelve months right like if you're just out of the gate you have to commit to six to twelve months of struggle before you see a dollar yeah. Which a lot of people can't get to that point and aren't willing to do whatever it takes, you know, coach CrossFit, do this, do that to get there. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, Exit Achieve and the team that you guys have and yeah. the environment and how important that was to your overall development and, and support today. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, when you have a little bit of production, there must be some like website I'm not aware of or some somewhere people can watch what you're doing. Yeah. All of a sudden the phone starts to ring, right? Um, other what, companies, yeah, yeah who it's want called to, Broker Metrics. Broker is that's the website? Yeah. So Broker Metrics is a is a, a service that brokers sign up for that basically show them everybody's sales and volume, oh. and they use that to try and poach. Is that how I ended up here? 
Uh, no, I don't have it. I just, I just know about it. <laughs> oh no. I was hoping you did. You should have said yes anyways. No, um, I, you're, you're here for a much higher purpose. Oh, you, your, your, your message and what you've done, yeah. I'm hoping is going to inspire other people who are in the place where you were. Yeah. Get to where oh you are. Oh my God. I would love, I would love to, uh, anyone who has questions about that, please contact me because I would be so grateful to guide anybody. Um, but yeah, Exit Achieve in Smithtown um, is led by our broker, Susan Hamblin. And um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would never consider going elsewhere. First of all, she's basically like my New so, York mom. Like your second mom. Yeah. That's like, that's she, the feeling I have. She just messaged, she goes, how did the podcast go? And I said, I haven't started yet. And she's like, good, just keep going. She is, she is literally like, like my mother. She is like the nicest, sweetest, most loving, like care bear staring totally. woman yeah. that ever exists. And she really sees, I, she sees specialness in people. And even when they don't always show that to her, you know, yeah. she'll try to find somewhere where she can communicate and, and help you. She's an amazing leader. I mean, that's something that, you know, I think you and you're in a position where you have a team, you know, a leadership you don't find that everywhere. I had it in, in at CrossFit Garden City with Dennis Marshall. He was an incredible leader. I literally would have listened to anything he said and and done it. And Susan's the same way. Just so much respect, you know? Um, and she's just a good person. She's an amazing human being. And she's built quite quite a big office. I mean, we have over 150 agents, I believe, right now. Yeah. And huge. And they're all producing agents. A lot, yeah. 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 I mean, everyone's producing. Yes. You know, so over over time, they'll produce more if they're newer. But there's a, lot, there's a lot of offices you go. So when I heard about that broker matrix thing, I looked at somebody's and I, so half the agents have never done a deal in Long Island. Right. And then two and a half percent of all the agents do all the business. Right. Like all the business. Two and a half? Yes. So two and a half percent of all agents for what the numbers that I saw gross 80K a year or more. Right. So I'm in the two and a half percent. Yeah. You're in the one yeah. percent. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think that they, the, you know, they so brokers, right? Brokerages always have tools. They have yeah. they're all going to say that they're offering things to you. But I know from companies, from other agents that have come into our company from other large brand name businesses and companies mm -hmm. who are amazed by what what you know what Susan and, and our particular office is offering because we we have Jeff Mistrata too who I know you know I love Jeff great guy like he's he has such a heart for technology and for the agents he's really building he's building some amazing things behind the scenes and I have people calling me saying who's doing your marketing I'm like my office oh really yeah who's 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 making your all these posts I am because I can just drag and drop it because I don't have time to do anything else wow yeah so that's amazing that's and him and I have talked him. about that and that's something that like no other brokers are doing no and I've I've been like yelling about this for like the last three years I'm like yo brokers you need a podcast studio yeah. you need a full-time camera person we have one that comes four times a month now Boom. They're, they that's and that we don't pay for that. They yeah. do that. We can do any any content. They'll help us with content. Yeah. Whatever they can to get our our faces out there. You know, it's super beyond generous. First of all. Yeah. You know, um, I mean the exit model is totally different. I want to kind of get into semantics and in that, but we don't the the way that the brokers make money is is far different than than larger companies. They're definitely not. Um, walking away from each deal with the same amount. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're constantly putting it back into the business. Yeah. And that's one thing I watched them do and I was like, I need to figure out of each each closing I have, what can I pair, buy, you know, how many pairs of glasses can I buy? And 
how much do I put back into my business? Like literally. How many pairs of glasses do you own? A lot, but I love. That's glasses. your thing? My shout out to my girl, Patrice, yes. Uh, Most women do shoes Port. and bags, you shoes do glasses? No shoes and bags. I don't, I could really care less. All right. DSW all the way, but glasses I love. I mean, it's my face. I gotta, it's my face. Okay. Right? It's like face decoration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> face jewelry. But anyway, I mean, you know, you have to invest back into your business. Yes. Otherwise, it, it's, you, again, you're staying, either staying the same or not going in the direction you want to go. So back to the, to the mindset thing for a second. Yeah. So you were telling yourself before, like, I'm cool with this. I just need to get by. What are you telling yourself today? Oh my God. I'm telling myself that truly, this is the one thing that sticks with me whenever I kind of feel like something's dirty about what I'm doing in a weird way. Like it really is, a, it, and mindset's not something you just, again, like you can't just like do it, press play and walk away. This is like, and when I feel myself deviating, I can feel it. And I feel that the, the thoughts coming in my yeah. head that maybe you know, that wherever they're coming from, it just, it's some past that's, no, that's natural. play, right? It's part of your DNA. Yeah. Um, I have to sit back and get back to basics and just really kind of play it out. But the one thing that stays, stays true and is an easy thing for me to, to have a, a sort of a, a scope of without feeling weird about it is that the abundance, that like literal lake of abundance that people are just going from and taking buckets from every single day, I belong there too, right? Yeah. So like I get to also create this life for myself, you know, and I'd really love to, to do things for other people, you know, just be able to do things for others that, that I, I, I would have never imagined was possible because I couldn't even do for myself, you know, like I want to be, you know, I want to have properties and I would like to have some passive income. I'd love to travel to fabulous places and, <laughs> you know, be like I said, let's charter a yacht like in below deck net. I'm obsessed with that show. But like I would love to do things like that. But that's so not on the forefront of my mind. It really is just the story I'm telling myself is 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 just keep keep doing what you're doing. And and I'm so grateful for every single minute because if it wasn't for the people that trust me with their largest asset maybe they won't have to hear my story that I ever had one before, but, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, I'll, I'll do anything I can. I think anyone can learn, learn a trade, right. And it's in a way that's what, what we're doing, right. We have a skill yeah. set. We have a, a level of, of education that you don't get from a book. Right. But the people that trust me have trusted me, trusted me last year to get me mm -hmm. where I am today. And this year has been unbelievable. Yep. I mean, like those are the, those are the superstars. I mean, and I think that's something that I really want to mention that gets lost in this whole business a little bit is the, the, the stars of the clients, right? The stars are the sellers and the buyers and the people, the, you know, the, the people that are, are, have the wins. It's not, it's not us. We get to, we get to have a living because of this, but the stars are them. It's not, you know, I never want to walk away from that. Like, so the interesting thing about you is like, and the cool thing about real estate again is you're not, real estate is the vehicle for you, but you're not, you're not in real estate. You're in the people business. Totally. You're in the people business. Can you write that down? We can make a shirt out of it. <laughs> can you hashtag? Every podcast guest gets a shirt that I'm putting on and that's going to be your shirt. I love that. We'll figure it out. Oh, it's so true. But um, yeah, that's your thing. Like you, I think being very successful in life is, um, you have to really understand yourself. You have to understand what like makes you happy. Yeah. You have to understand what like drives you and motivates you. And you need that 
you need you want to selflessly help people and you need that connection with people and real estate gives you that opportunity and the byproduct of that is you can make a lot of money right which again is just amazing <laughs> it's just amazing to me yeah it's amazing it's a dream come true it is a dream come true so as you so you went from before to sitting on the floor for two weeks mm -hmm. and then sitting on the floor for another two weeks Possibly, to then yeah. going into the office <laughs> and starting to do business yeah how did you, because I think a lot of people are in that position, they're like, super overwhelming, how do I get started? So how did you structure and put together a plan to kind of like step-by-step, day-by-day, piece-by-piece, house-by-house, start getting that wheel turning? I wish I had some like master plan or I was even that good at planning something really like out that I could give you, you know, a template for it. COVID gave me an opportunity to sit back and look at some very basic things that I had been doing um, and and implement or correct or take away or add, right? So that was like a blessing in a weird way, right? That we, we had to be quiet. I wasn't really quiet, but I was more quiet than I was physically out there, mm -hmm. right? I was definitely hustling my ass off during COVID, like making a lot of phone calls, touching me with a lot of people, sending a lot of things in the mail, cards, thank you, how Which is are big, because people that didn't do that, like you hit the ground running when agents finally were like yeah. unleashed, whereas people that didn't are still struggling. And I get calls right now, like this year sucks, it's totally dead. I'm like, bro, this year is crazy. Out of control. Out yeah. of control. Yeah. Whatever you lost in those like two or three months, you made up for and then some in the next two quarters. So with that said, I want to, um, I want to talk about the market, your experience with it right now, what you see going on out there. Yeah. I think I think we might be just kind of just tapering down a little bit. Yeah. You know, but like I, a holiday taper. I, I mean, we don't even have a normal season and I've only experienced four seasons. So I can only mm. speak to a seller's market. OK. Right. OK. Really? Never yeah. been a buyer. Only time I've ever experienced a buyer's market was a little blip during covid yeah. in the Hamptons when I sold that house in the Hamptons, uh, which was unique because I had to figure out how to help my clients figure out what to offer on it but then two weeks later that house would have sold for way more yeah so it was just this weird moment in time um but uh, we don't have like okay september typically people back to school now there's there's been certainly more challenges with people don't even know what their where their kids are going how they're going to do it so i think certain people may have taken their foot off the pedal a little bit um i would say that buyers may be fatiguing a little bit yeah just know? because they've they've been offering and offering i'm just getting blown out it, yeah depending on the on the price point you know i don't really have a lot of you know four or five hundred thousand dollar buyers necessarily but even just a first-time home buyer market which now is like looking more like six hundred thousand six fifty because of interest rates it's yep. it's tough out there so i think people are a little stressed and i think just the election it's just a weird time i mean very we, weird time. have we ever had more uncertainty ever it's a super weird year it's yeah. a weirdest time so i'm not going to make any excuses i mean you still you know i have three listings going live between today when I went up and next week. Wow. Um, which I think, you know, I don't have listings every single day, a ton of them. So three listings in two weeks is a pretty good record for me. See, um, I was going to say that's interesting because most people who've been in the business a few years, maybe they'll get a listing or two, but they're really working with buyers a lot. And I've seen you listing a lot. Yeah. And, you know, all of those listings mm -hmm. are referrals. Which brings me into my next yeah. question, which is, as much as you want to discuss, you know, what are you doing to generate more business? I'm taking the Charles Weinreb uh, oh boy. social media. I mean, 
yeah, because I'm not really doing, uh, uh, there's things that you'll start seeing or people start seeing with ads and things that are provided through our office. Mm -hmm. But just showing up on Facebook and Instagram stories, which is so weird to me because I don't even look at them. It freaks me out. It's so much activity. It's like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of work. But yeah. It's like draining well, emotional work. Well, when I see how work. many little, little dashes you have on your story, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get enough content to have that many dashes? And he's doing it. I have to, so we'll have to talk after this. But, um, but just putting stuff up on Instagram for sure, Instagram's been a big one because I, I didn't really gravitate towards that before. I want to talk and mm. talk about the amazing client, right? And Facebook allows me to do that, you know? Um, but yeah, social media, if, if someone didn't know I was a realtor, they know now. And yeah. all of the listings have been referrals, which I'm very, very, very lucky. I don't call. Yeah. I try to call a few times, like do expired calls and stuff like mm. that. And we're with a group in the office of great guys. Love you all. Um, and I find a reason to walk out of the room. I just, I, I just. Listen, everybody has tough. their thing. It's tough. It's um, on the years that I've done the most houses. I, um, I remember my mentor call would always say like, your network is the most important thing. Your network is the most important thing. Yeah. So on the years where I've done like big numbers, 67, 89 type houses, um, at the end of the year, I would look at all the houses that I bought and I would quantify and say, where did these come from? And like 85% of those would come from like relationships that I had or I've built. Right. So that's like really, now if you want to just get to that next level of like just disrespectfully busy, you have to market and do other things. Yeah. But the overall majority is like, what's kind of person, what kind of person are you? What kind of service do you deliver? Right. Are you gonna get referrals? Right, right. And I, I think for anyone that's new, your sphere, like the people, that's the, you know, that's the sphere of influence, you know, the, the, that's the, the beginnings of your career. You need to cultivate that. And if you have 100 people, you make a list of 100 people who you really like and you're pretty sure they really like you too. If you have 100 people, I mean, I, I did. Mm -hmm. I had 100 people. I don't know if they all, they all like me, but <laughs> quite a few of them have either given me a, a deal or passed something along or referred me. or and if I, Even if I don't think people are watching, somebody says to me, whenever I run into them or those, whatever, some interaction, holy crap, you are crushing it. And I'm like, wow. You are. Because I don't, they don't interact with me on social media. They may yeah. not say anything. They're not liking it. But they're watching it. But they're watching. So that is, that's really cool. I'm like, thank you, you know, thank you so much. Like I, you know, it's my dream to continue to do exactly what I'm doing. Do you know anybody who wants to buy and sell? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think consistency, again, that's just, you know, even if you don't have anything going on, there's so many things. Like I follow a ton of um, websites that you told me to follow. Carl told me to follow. Um, and there's so much content, like yeah. without getting anything political right now, there's so much to talk about. Yep. And somebody's going to maybe they don't want to talk about the fluffy stuff that I love to talk about. They really want to talk about what the Fed's doing. And, you know, there's so much content that you can share with people that shows that you are paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to show up as as a professional. Right? So. No, I agree. So I'm curious because I know that you are like, you are running 24 seven. Um, at some point you get to the point where like, you have in a very short period of time hit the point where you need like help or you're gonna need help, mm -hmm. right? Because you just can't be, with the level of service that you give to clients, you just can't be everywhere all the time. Yeah. Have you given thought to building a team hiring like what is your what is your plan to scale so that you don't just 
burnout because ultimately yeah. that that's all of our problems. Right. I, I think I, I had a little burnout like already, but I, I recouped. I figured it out. Um, I mean, I would love to have and I, I have an amazing person who came on board, but she was really the whole thing going back to school. It got really difficult for her to be present for me and really an assistant mm -hmm. in my head would be someone who's like a right was a partner. Right. Whether they're they're actually physically selling or not. But somebody's a partner who sort of sees and they benefit from their hard work. Not, yeah. not they have salary, but they're also benefiting from the amount of business that's coming in. I would love to see a way to incentivize someone to do that. Um, so that would be probably my first step to find that right person um, in the near future. And I, I, I'd like to build a team because honestly, my dream would be and is sort of already in the works um, is to eventually have licenses in two states which would really create what a other very difficult uh challenge uh in arizona we talked a little bit yeah about that. you have a thing yeah. for arizona yeah i really have a big thing for arizona it's super super magical so and there's so much opportunity in real estate there right now they're yeah. just phoenix itself but really all over the state there's so much so much building happening and so many people leaving california it's kind of like here we have yeah. just this big shuffle so um, I'm getting licensed and uh, I don't know what timeline. I don't know what that looks like. I really have to learn from, you know, some of the big dogs out there and how they built teams and how they're managing that. But I don't know that I really want a team in a traditional sense. I would really love to. I, I don't want a Tanya Plakis team like I, that's just not not something I'm interested in. I'd love to have some like minded, hardworking agents, you know, who want to help me serve my clients, you know, in a five to eight year plan kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, and have to obviously do the same thing in another state because how can you possibly be two places, you know, at once? So that would be like the big goal. So yes, how do I build a team? That's the five to 10 year plan. Dan O'Neill. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I watch what everyone's doing, you know, and I, I of think- course. This, And we feed off of each other. It's vital. It's awesome, you know? It's awesome. I just don't know. I don't know how that would what that would look like for me yet. So I, I definitely need some guidance on that, you know. And I think really right now it's just a matter of even having some really good partners, you know. And I've I brought a couple people into the company lately who are really hardworking. They're fabulous people. I met them on another side of the deal. It was my listing. They brought the buyer. We discussed exit and and how it's an amazing company. And and now they're coming on board. And nice. You know, I want to go to Vermont for the weekend skiing. Are you here? Yes, cool. You, not even a matter of like sharing business, but just really helping each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where your clients know that you have backup if you need it. I mean, we have that in our office anyway. But you just have to have, I think, a variety of, of, of things you can pull out of your pocket if you you're in you're burnt out. Really, no, I'm with you. I mean, there's there's very few, if any, uh, brokerages where I would say, listen, reach out. They're definitely you know worth a conversation because what you get is unlike anywhere else. So if you are an agent that's unhappy, reach out to Tanya. Yes. She will take you by the hand and show you do that. The goodness that is exit Realty Achieve. Actually, we have a career night this evening. Starts at six thirty. Uh, I'll send you the link. This if doesn't this, air this until next. Up? No, it doesn't this air until next week. It's once a month. <laughs> <laughs> so November, we'll have one as well. I think it's the third. What is the third? Oh, the third. So the third Thursday. <laughs> In November is Thanksgiving? I have no Every idea. Every year? I don't even know what tomorrow is. Do you know? Uh, American Thanksgiving? last week, Thursday of every November. So weird. Why is it a Thursday? I still don't know when can give me an answer. Is there a Canadian Thanksgiving? Yes. When do you guys have it? Uh, it's on a Monday, like normal people. Sunday, Monday. Sunday, then you get Monday off. That doesn't... So Sunday. Uh, 
No, but that's not fun. So in America, we do it so you don't have to work. You go, you get a half a day on Wednesday, Thanksgiving on Thursday, and then you just get the Friday as a gimme. And Monday and Tuesday, and then all the way until January 2nd, because nobody really yes. works. And that's the other thing. Oh, boy. What are we going to do from between Thanksgiving and New Year's? Sell a lot of houses. Sell some houses. Fucking A. Because, guys, if your agent is, you know, taking a nap, uh, there are other people out there working. And really, this is a here's a Jeff Mistretta plug for you, Jeff. He because, we, you know, we work in our offices, top five. There's several ways that you can have accolades. Mm -hmm. Do we already do we? It's, it's really accolades. But the Canadian accolades? version is what? I think it's accolades. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's Just accolades. for the people at home, say, say, say wicked. Yeah. <laughs> wicked, eh? <laughs> oh, shit. Wicked, eh? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, he said that, you know, you can't look at the at your year as, as, as the end date, right? The end. If you look at December 31st as the end of the year. Right. And I want to be top five. That's my really my goal beyond helping everybody is if I had a personal goal, I'd like to be placed in the top five. I don't have okay. to be one, but I want to be five. Right. And and it's looking pretty good. Next year, we'll do another podcast. And at that point, you'd be like, I got to be one. I yeah. got to be number one. <laughs> right, the right. mindset changes is, right. is, a, is three, a gradual process. Three, and then I go to one. Give me some time. But, um, you know, if you look at that as the end of the year, as you being that's that's you get to stop. It's really that's just this moving target, you know, so. We, we can't look at like, I think that's what happens in the United States, too. I really see that in every industry. People just start taking their foot off the pedal Thanksgiving and it's harder to get in touch with people in the towns. Right. Like yep. like it is. Every Everybody day. checks out. Everyone checks out. So if you're just consistently doing the same thing, I mean, you, you're bound for mad success. Eh? Hey, <laughs> wicked mad success. Hey, eh? um, you're awesome. Oh, you're awesome. You know, Charles. I love you. I love you. too. I'm very proud of you. Thank you I've so seen much. the transformation. I love what you're doing now. Very cool. I'm really excited to continue to watch it grow. Um, if people are interested in buying, selling, uh, joining the team, how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, so you can call me. I still have a 516 number, although I live in Suffolk. 516-477-9047. Uh, or email me at tanya at tanyaplakis.com. Um, Instagram. Pardon me? Instagram, Facebook. Oh, Instagram. Uh, it's actually Tanya West 78. Uh, I do have another one, but someone told me to only have one. So I just stuck with that one because I had more followers. Tanya with an E West 78. And uh, Facebook is just Tanya Plakis. I have business accounts, but just go to the personal ones. Obviously, <laughs> I'm the handsome home buyer. Yeah. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, it's dated <laughs> from the 1960s, land, commercial property, anything real estate related. I want to buy it, 516-777-SOLD. And if you have any kind of permit problems, you got to call the captain, 516-513-8838. That's a wrap. Bye.